0: Welcome back to the Yeshua Judaism series of podcast. This will be part five in the discussion of does Christianity truly follow Christ? The grand conspiracy, the deceitful conspiracy, the centuries-long conspiracy of Christianity, does it truly follow Christ? Or, as I will prove, does it actually oppose The teachings and example of Christ. And we're going to jump into what is possibly the climactic moment, so to speak, in this series. Because we've gone through in the first four parts many examples proving that Yeshua the Messiah clearly taught that Torah would be applicable after his death and resurrection. Go back and listen to it. Over and over, Yeshua made very clear that he was pro-Torah. He was devoted to Torah. He taught the Torah. And he instructed his followers that after his death, the Torah would still be applicable. Then why does Christianity teach the opposite? Why does Christianity promote an anti-Torah ideology? Well, tonight we're going to answer that question, because tonight we're going to expose who Christianity actually implicitly exalts as both Christ and even God. All the material we've gone through, the common, typical, consistent response is, But the Apostle Paul says, In other words, all the information that Yeshua says, everything he says, is responded to from Christianity by, But the Apostle Paul says, It is a standard non response. This is actually indeed a non response. It is more truthfully a trained avoidance and purposeful misdirection of the issue since those who use it often realize, despite their likely denial, that they are sidestepping Messiah's own teachings and example. Therefore, whether explicitly or implicitly, users of this non-response recognize that their understanding of New Testament teachings does indeed conflict with the very words of Messiah himself, the one whom they claim to follow. That is, they recognize that their teaching stand against the teachings of Messiah. Every single time I have ever presented Messiah's unmistakable pro-Torah stance and how it is impossible To follow Christ, if you reject the Torah, the inevitable and immediate standard response of the Torah-opposing Christian is to bring the Apostle Paul's epistles into the discussion. This always happens, 100% of the time. No matter how much evidence is presented, showing Messiah's pro-Torah teachings, such people flippantly and instantly discard Messiah's teachings and example and redirect the conversation to what they think are the teachings of the Apostle Paul, which they wrongly believe allegedly prove that the Torah or law is no longer in effect. Of course, by redirecting the conversation, what they mistakenly think the Apostle Paul taught they demonstrate a disregard of how Yeshua lived and what Yeshua himself taught they therefore unwittingly prove that they do not wish to be dedicated followers of the Messiah they do not wish to follow Christ also They seriously misinterpret Paul's epistles. Is Paul anti-Torah? Those who think Paul is anti-Torah are grossly ignorant of Paul's intent, largely because they are ignorant of the Hebraic Torah mindset of Paul. They are the persons to whom Peter alludes to in 2 Peter. And I'll be reading from 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 14 through 17, and this will be from the New Revised Standard Version. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by Him at peace, without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. So also, our beloved brother Paul wrote to you according to the wisdom given him. Speaking of this, as he does in all his letters. There are some things in them hard to understand which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do the other scriptures. You, therefore, beloved, since you are forewarned, beware that you are not carried away with the error of the lawless and lose your own stability. Now, that last verse, verse 17, I placed a stop sign because it refers then and it also applies now. In other words, it referred to the situation that was present when Peter penned that epistle and it also applies to us today. Let me read it again. You therefore, beloved, since you are forewarned, forewarned of what? He just stated it before in the previous passage where he said there are some things, speaking about Paul's letters, he said there are some things in them hard to understand which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction. Now he jumps right in and says, since you are forewarned about that, by the way, beware that you are not carried away with the error of the lawless and lose your own stability. Remember what we said about the term lawless? That it actually means Toraless? It should be noted, as I just stated, that although the Greek word rendered as lawless here is not anomia, and thus not precisely the same Greek word we previously discussed, it nonetheless has the same meaning. This is because We must apply the context of the time in which Peter was writing, as well as his Hebraic mindset. He was a Jew. He had a Torah-focused mindset. When the proper context is applied and aligned with the rest of the New Testament, it is undoubtedly referring to those who practice Torahlessness, that is, to those who oppose or violate God's eternal Torah. Indeed, Christian leaders and most Christians do misinterpret and twist Paul's epistles to their own destruction. Additionally, they are also carried away with the error of the lawless, those who oppose Torah. The result is to cause themselves and others to be found with spot or blemish instead of without do not casually miss the enormously important information Peter provides in verse 17, a warning that applies now just as much as it did then. The lawless or anti-Torah people are the ones Peter explicitly warns of when he says that we are not to be carried away with the error of the lawless, and lose your own stability. Furthermore, the stability to which he refers is at least in part the stability provided by reverence and observance of God's eternal Torah. Amazingly, and this is truly, I'm telling you, this is truly amazing and shocking and sad, Christianity teaches the very lawlessness the foundational anti-Torah doctrine, that the Apostle Peter specifically warns us to avoid. I mean, that is truly amazing. Peter warned us to avoid the exact thing that is the standard fundamental Christian doctrine of Christianity, which is an anti-Torah ideology. Now, a summary we got regarding the Apostle Paul's teachings regardless of what Paul may or may not have been trying to convey in his writings. Christians, especially Christian leaders, need to realize the following and listen to this. Number 1. Yeshua is the Messiah, not the Apostle Paul. Number 2. Yeshua gave himself to innocently suffer for the sake of the world. Not the Apostle Paul. Number three, Yeshua was raised from the dead by the eternal God. Not the Apostle Paul. Paul is still in the grave. Number four, Yeshua will return to rule as king in God's kingdom. Not the Apostle Paul. Number five, Yeshua is the head of the Messianic or Christian community. Not the Apostle Paul. Number six, The Messianic community is the body of Messiah. It is not the body of the Apostle Paul. And finally, number seven, ultimate, fully empowered, God-given authority was given to Yeshua. It was not given to the Apostle Paul. So once again, Yeshua is the Messiah, not Paul. Yeshua gave himself to innocently endure suffering for the sake of the world, not Paul. Yeshua was raised from the dead by the eternal God, not Paul. Yeshua will return to rule as king in God's kingdom, not Paul. Yeshua is the head of the Messianic or Christian community, not Paul. The Messianic community is the body of Messiah, it is not the body of Paul. And the ultimate, fully empowered, God-given authority was given to Yeshua. It was not given to the Apostle Paul. So is it Christianity or Paulianity? As I communicate with others, I am increasingly made aware of the extent to which a distorted Paul-like figure, or more precisely an anti-Paul, anti-defined as being against or opposite to, or instead of, or a counterfeit, so an anti-Paul has become the unofficial yet actual Messiah and even the God of anti-Torah Christianity. At the very least, the anti-Paul persona invented by Christianity and whose teachings differ considerably with those of the legitimate Apostle Paul is Christianity's equivalent to Moses? Christianity unquestionably considers their anti-Paul's teachings to be superior to those of God given through Moses, the greatest of all prophets. Since the anti-Paul's instructions are used to utterly revoke what Moses taught, Christianity uses their anti-Paul to literally abolish What Moses taught, what God gave through Moses, Christianity erases through their false, bogus, mistaken identity Paul. Christianity's unequaled exalting of the supposed teachings of their defective version of the Apostle Paul realistically means that Christianity is more accurately called Paulianity. Such a label truly is more realistic when the unmistakable fact of Christianity's use of the Apostle Paul's alleged teachings to overrule all others within Scripture is considered. I accept and aggressively defend the Apostle Paul's writings against the threat of growing anti-Paulism and anti-missionary attack. But I am certain that he has been horribly misinterpreted and misrepresented by the vast majority of Christians, primarily because they're torah ignorant and can't understand his writings. If you do not know Torah, particularly Oral Torah, you cannot possibly understand what Paul is saying. Now, what is anti-Paulism? Briefly, I'll, as a side note, I'll define that. Anti-Paulism is a movement composed of those whom I call anti-Paulist. Anti-Paulist rightly oppose the foundational anti-Torah doctrine of Christianity and wrongly believe that the Apostle Paul taught that doctrine. They, therefore, partially or in most cases completely reject the Apostle Paul and display intense dislike of him, while often mercilessly slandering his character. They, like Christians, are quite ignorant of Torah and therefore do not realize that Paul was actually a strong Torah proponent. Like Christians, their ignorance and general rejection of primarily oral Torah prevents them from seeing the oral Torah parallels within Paul's epistles as well as within the rest of the New Testament. Anti Paulist practice the exact same error of interpretation as do most Christians for exactly the same reason, which is Torah ignorance. But at least they do not consider the Torah to be abolished. Okay, continuing. The worship of a falsely represented Paul instead of Messiah and God that I observe practiced by Christians deeply saddens me. They attempt to understand Paul from a Greco-Roman westernized mindset, then use their incorrect Torah-ignorant interpretations to veto Messiah's teachings, to implicitly declare God's holy and eternal instructions abolished. And therefore, they use their misunderstanding of Paul to rescind the creator god's teachings his torah it is because of the flawed misuse within christianity of paul's writings to overrule messiah and god that i state again without apology that a distorted paul-like figure and anti-paul is indeed the unofficial yet actual messiah and god Of Christianity. Unfortunately, the Paul worship attitude common within Christianity is so deeply entrenched that most Christians are incapable of shaking its effects, or have no desire to do so since their misinterpretation implies that they have freedom to transgress God's eternal instructions, His Torah. It is the spiritual equivalent of a powerful drug addiction that has its victim locked in an almost inescapable psychological dependency. Instead of interpreting Paul's writings in the light of Messiah's teachings and faith example, they toss aside or ignore Messiah's words and example and embrace instead a faulty interpretation of the writings of Paul. Therefore, if they believe Paul taught that the Torah was done away with, then it does not matter to them how strongly the words and example of Messiah demonstrate support for Torah. It doesn't matter. They put their faith in Paul, not in Christ. They listen to Paul, not Christ. They make Paul their leader, not Christ. In most instances where Christians are presented with the sure pro-Torah message and faith example of Messiah, they willfully and shamelessly choose to let what they consider to be the teachings of the Apostle Paul overrule the teachings and faith example of Messiah. Is Paul the new and improved Messiah? Or is Paul God? To further clarify why I honestly believe, without sarcastic intent, I truly believe this, that Paul, or more correctly, the anti-Paul fashioned together from Christianity's Torah ignorance and misinterpretation of Paul's writings, is indeed the de facto Messiah and even the God of Christianity. Consider the following. First, Christianity incorrectly teaches that Messiah is God, but let us assume for the purposes of this point that it is correct. Let's assume that Messiah is God, as Christianity believes. Nevertheless, Christianity openly and without apology elevates the distorted anti Paul's alleged teachings above those of the man-God-Messiah whom it promotes as God. As a matter of fact, Christianity flippantly and blasphemously elevates the distorted anti-Paul's teachings above anything else within the entire Bible. Therefore, by overruling Messiah's teachings and example, as well as the Eternal Creator's teachings, with what they wrongly consider to be the teachings of the Apostle Paul, Christianity proves itself to have effectively seated their false Paul persona upon the throne of God. The entire scenario is absolute spiritual insanity. I continue to be amazed at the lack of legitimate reverence shown toward Messiah and God by Christianity. Sure, there may be the appearance of reverence, but it is not being totally directed towards the true Messiah and true God, despite the insistence from many Christians that it is. Was Torah nailed to the cross? Many Christians are taught and largely accept the horrendously false teaching that because of his death, Yeshua's teachings are no longer valid. Most of these false teachings are derived from an ignorant, unHebraic, and in some cases anti-Semitic misinterpretation of the Apostle Paul's writings. Because of this terrible error, many Christians zealously blaspheme Messiah by proclaiming that all he taught was nailed to the cross. I have personally been present at church services prior to my realization that Christian teachings are often horribly unscriptural, where the preacher boldly stated that because of Messiah's death, many of his teachings, particularly his pro-Torah teachings, no longer apply. Similarly, While watching a popular TV evangelist, I witnessed him saying the same thing. Both preachers made sure to point out that Christians are actually to follow the teachings of the Apostle Paul instead of Messiah. Now quickly, instead of is one translation of the Greek word anti. Therefore, instead of Messiah literally means Anti Messiah or Antichrist. When told to follow someone instead of Messiah, you are literally being told to follow Antichrist. Whether read or heard, there are innumerable references in Christian material that make this same irreverent and blasphemous claim. Need I say more to demonstrate how following Christ is indeed not the objective of Christianity? Do not foolishly listen to or fall lockstep behind Christian leaders' anti-Torah and thus indisputably anti-Messiah or anti-Christ teachings. Effectively, Christianity teaches that Christians apparently feel that Messiah's teachings died with him and that upon his resurrection, one of the most fundamental aspects of his teachings, along with his example as a Torah observant devotee to the one and only living God whom he himself worshipped, were nullified because of the wildly unscriptural and lawless concept of a new dispensation of grace. How can a person possibly say that they follow Messiah or are Christ like while discarding his teachings and faith example? Let me say that again. How can a person possibly say that they follow Christ while discarding his faith example and his teachings? The common saying of, What would Jesus do? may be better phrased as, What would Jesus think? regarding the common dispensational teaching that his instructions and lifestyle were abolished upon his death. In their sloppy zeal to chop the Bible into neat little sections, most Christian leaders and their unknowing followers have brazenly, enthusiastically, and irreverently not spared even Messiah's own teachings from their theological hatchets and machetes. Freedom in Christ is not freedom to sin. We earlier proved from the first epistle of John that sin is defined as transgression of the law or more accurately stated it is transgression of Torah. 1 John chapter 3 verse 4 everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness and sin is lawlessness. That's from the New American Standard Bible. The King James Version says, again, 1 John 3, verse 4, Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Once again, we find use of the Greek term anomia, used and translated as lawlessness in the New American Standard Version and as transgression of the law, in the King James Version, in the verses that I just read. Recall that we have already shown that anomia can be literally rendered as violation of Torah or contempt for Torah. Therefore, 1 John chapter 3, verse 4 could be more correctly translated as everyone who practices sin Also practices violation or contempt of Torah, and sin is violation or contempt of Torah. There is only one real reason why a Christian will allow the alleged teachings of the anti Paul of Christianity to rule supreme over those of Messiah and even those of the living Creator God. It is because he or she prefers to do so due to the fact that many Christians simply do not want to accept the idea that God's eternal teachings, His Torah, are still in effect. They simply don't want to accept that. They prefer the freedom of lawlessness or Torahlessness that they blasphemously refer to as the freedom in Christ. They want to feed their sinful nature by believing what they are, that they are free to sin. They want to do what is right in their own eyes, just as pre-captivity Israel was shown to do in the writings of the prophets. Christianity's rejection of Torah is one example that perfectly fulfills the Apostle Paul's warning to Timothy as quoted from the Amplified Bible. And I'll be reading from 2 Timothy Chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, again from the Amplified Bible. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction that challenges them with God's truth. But wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing, they will accumulate for themselves many teachers, one after another, chosen to satisfy their own desires and to support the errors they hold, and will turn their ears away from the truth, and will wander off into myths and man-made fictions, and will accept the unacceptable. If we also consider the following verse from Proverbs, the eternal peril caused when Christians turn away the ear from Torah, is plainly described. Please note that in the following verse, Torah is the literal Hebrew word that is translated in English translations as law. And people, this is a very important passage. Proverbs 28, 9. Proverbs 28, verse 9. I'll be reading from the NET Bible. The one who turns away his ear... From hearing the Torah, even his prayer is an abomination. Did you hear that? The one who turns away his ear from hearing the Torah or the law, even the prayers of such a person, is an abomination to God. That verse from Proverbs should cause all Christians who turn away the ear from the pro-Torah teachings and faith example of Messiah to somberly reconsider their position. Tragically and amazingly, it usually doesn't cause them to reconsider anything. The addiction most Christians have to the spiritual narcotic of lawlessness or anti-Torah doctrine that Christianity sells is far too powerful and attractive for them to overcome. The situation Paul described in his letter to Timothy is precisely what has happened and what defines Christianity. Indeed, Christianity promotes a willful rejection of God's teachings and the teachings of the one he anointed as his chosen agent, Yeshua the Messiah. So, Messiah's words, or the Apostle Paul's words? But wait. All that I just said about Paul. But we're not talking about Paul, are we? We are not talking about what Paul said, right? We are discussing what Messiah said. Therefore, what Paul may or may not say is totally irrelevant. And with that realization, a bright light pierces the darkness of deception and exposes the often unwitting treachery and error of those who skillfully attempt to avoid Messiah's words by redirecting the focus to the Apostle Paul. Okay, here is my point regarding the Apostle Paul. Paul's teachings, whatever they may be, should never, ever overrule those of Yeshua the Messiah. In all cases, with all personalities introduced in the New Testament, the teachings of Yeshua the Messiah are the final authority. We are to follow Messiah, not Paul. And in cases where Messiah's and Paul's teachings appear to contradict, there are only three possible choices. Number one, we could reject what Paul said and cling to Messiah's teachings. Number two, we could realize that we are likely misinterpreting Paul's epistles. Or number three, we could consider that scattered statements in Paul's writings may include some corruption caused by biased Christian scribes making either intentional or unintentional mistakes during their copying of copies of copies of copies of the ancient manuscripts of the New Testament. In such cases, those few verses may need to be put aside as potentially flawed. Of those three choices, in the overwhelming majority of cases, the second choice, that is, realize that you are likely misinterpreting Paul's epistles, is the best choice. The third choice is also sometimes worth consideration, since it is a proven fact that there exists a small amount of error in the New Testament writings. That is a fact, people. Regrettably, meaning who fall into the same misinterpretation trap as Christians, yet who realize Torah is not abolished, label Paul as a false apostle, reject him, and in extreme cases become fanatical Paul slanderers and anti-Paul activists, a movement I call anti-Paulism, as defined earlier, and which I passionately and unapologetically oppose. The choice to reject Paul by anti-Paulist, is based on either severe ignorance, or ulterior motives, or both. However, at least they are wise enough to know that the Torah or law of the living God is not annulled. Under no circumstances should a true Christian or Messianic ever elevate the teachings of the Apostle Paul above those of Messiah an error that is so common within Christianity that few Christians possess the discernment to even realize that they are practicing it. Practicing it is tantamount to utter rejection and usurping of Messiah, and therefore embracing the spirit of Antichrist, since Antichrist, if translators had decided to actually translate the word, is literally rendered in English as usurper of Christ, or against Christ or instead of Christ elevating Paul's or anyone's teachings above Messiah's usurps Messiah is against Messiah and replaces Messiah as the head of the body of Messiah and is therefore an embrace of Antichrist I will in this segment of our discussion repeating what needs to be repeated and repeated and repeated until traditional anti Torah Christians finally grasp it Yeshua is the Messiah, not Paul. Yeshua gave himself to innocently endure suffering for the sake of the world. Not Paul. Yeshua was raised from the dead by the eternal God. Not Paul. Yeshua will return to rule as king in his Father's kingdom. Not Paul. Yeshua is the head of the Messianic or Christian community. Not Paul. The Messianic community is the body of Messiah. It is not the body of Paul. And finally, ultimate, fully empowered, God-given authority was given to Yeshua the Messiah. It was not given to the Apostle Paul. If that does not settle the issue and stop the sacrilegious use of Paul's alleged teachings to overrule Messiah's, then I don't know what will. And those guilty of continuing such error are tragically beyond the reach of reason. It does not matter if Paul's teachings appear to contradict Messiah's, because Messiah's teachings should always rule supreme. Those who feel otherwise do not follow Messiah and should stop making false claims of doing so since their actual Messiah and God is proven to be an improperly interpreted Apostle Paul. They should refrain from the false claim of being Christians and should instead just admit to being anti-Christians, followers of the Antichrist. Or, if that's too politically incorrect for some people then they should refer to themselves as Paulians who attend the church of Paul are members of the body of Paul and are waiting for the time when Paul returns to reign as Messiah and King of all the earth. Okay, a conclusion. Conclusion to this entire five-part series. In order to reduce the length of of this discussion, I have presented only really a handful of verses from the Bible. There are many more I could have shown from Messiah's own words and from areas other than the gospel accounts. However, I see no reason why more evidence is required. Quite frankly, if the material I have presented does not convince the listener, then nothing will, and the listener proves himself or herself to be hardened and deceived beyond the reach of truth. I ask that you consider referring others to this immensely important discussion. The teachings of Messiah, or Christ, from which Christianity gets its name, and those of Christian leaders, could not be more opposite in their view of Torah. Did you hear that? The teachings of Messiah and the teachings of those who claim to worship Messiah could not be more opposite. They are as far apart on the issue of Torah as white is to black and east is to west. Christian leaders, and the overwhelming majority of Christians, reject Messiah's unyielding embrace of Torah. Rejecting Messiah's teachings on Torah is actually a rejection of Messiah. Christian teaching regarding the Torah or law is fundamentally against Messiah or against Christ, and is therefore anti-Christ teaching. Yes, most Christians are taught doctrines that make them enemies of the very Messiah they claim to love, and according to the words of Messiah places them in a position of potential condemnation when He returns. Personally, I am convinced that many Christians, particularly Christian leaders, realize that their agenda conflicts with the actual teachings of Yeshua the Messiah, falsely named Jesus the Christ. Even the promotion of the false name Jesus is proof that Christian leaders do not follow the true Messiah, do not care about truth, and willfully choose to promote falsehood. Following Christ has not been, is not, and apparently will never be the message advanced by many Christian leaders and embraced by many Christians. Instead, the teachings of Yeshua the Messiah have literally been banished from Christianity's churches. A true follower of Messiah reveres and embraces Torah. Simply put, there is no possible way to show oneself to be a follower of Messiah, to be Christ-like, while practicing or promoting an ideology that considers the Torah or law to be null and void. It's not possible. A sad irony of history is that the very term Christianity, as applied to the Christian religious system, is essentially phony since it indicates Christianity is a religion that promotes following Christ when, in fact, Christianity advances an agenda that largely opposes the agenda and teachings of Christ. A more accurate term for the majority of Christian organizations is Anti-Christianity, since they are anti or against the teachings of Christ, the pro-Torah teachings and faith example of Christ, Christianity has established a fundamental opposition to it with their anti-Torah ideology. Incredibly, most Christians have dutifully accepted the role of sheep given them by Messiah, but have allowed a new shepherd to run the flock as they neither flinch nor seriously scrutinize the teachings of their leaders even when those leaders promote doctrines that explicitly contradict teachings of Messiah. It reminds me of a tragic news story I read some time back involving hundreds of sheep in the country of Turkey. A number of sheepherders were sharing grazing land for their sheep. One sheep with an apparent death wish decided to jump from a high cliff. To the horror of the shepherds, 1,500 sheep dutifully and mindlessly followed the leader sheep off the cliff. 450 sheep perished, and those who lived did so only because the pile of sheep corpses at the base of the cliff eventually became a large, fluffy cushion for those blindly joining the herd in this blind-leading-the-blind animal tragedy. Unfortunately, most Christians follow the lead of their teachers, much like the hapless sheep followed their leader, In the example just given, stop and think. I plead with you to consider the eternal question of whom you follow. Do you truly follow Messiah? Do you truly follow Christ? Or are you following someone or something that promotes an ideology? which directly contradicts and opposes his pro-Torah teachings and faith example. Please, with an open mind and heart, I ask that you calmly, sincerely, and scripturally consider the issues that were raised in this discussion. Does Christianity truly follow Christ? this five-part series has conclusively proven that answer to be no, it does not. In truth, sadly, Christianity literally teaches against the faith example of Messiah. It literally opposes the pro-Torah teachings and example of the very person that it calls Christ. Please think of this, people. Who do you follow? Whom do you really want to follow? Whom do you love? Do you love Christ? Do you love Messiah more than your church? Or do you love your preachers more than Messiah? Who do you truly love? If you continue to participate and worship with those who teach an anti-Torah agenda, then you are opposing Christ and you prove you do not love him. Please consider that. And thank you for listening to this series. Goodbye.